Welcome to the 29th episode of the No Degree Podcast. This is your host, Junaid Iqbal, and today's guest is Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson is a 3D animator. He has produced a film all by himself and has produced a film for Asylum Studios. His craziest accomplishment is finishing an animated film in three and a half months pretty much by himself. Michael has spent hours upon hours practicing and perfecting his craft, and he continues to get better. Learn how Michael utilizes his skills and networking to get to where he is today. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash no degree. Every contribution is appreciated. This show isn't possible without you. Let's get this show started. Hey, Mike, do you mind just giving a brief intro about yourself? I am a 3D artist. I'm 38 years old. I've been doing it for close to 20 years now. And I started in 2002, 2003, uh, right when 3D animation was really blowing up. I got lucky and I, I got into it. And, you know, I've been doing it ever since. Can you give us more detail? Like, what does a 3D animation person do, 3D artists do? Well, there's, there's lots of different things that you can do in 3D animation, but the animation part alone where you, you know, you make figures move. And then there's more of like a visual effects side where you can do, you know, particles, you know, explosions, smoke, things like that. And they all kind of tie together into one shot. Uh, for, you know, anything. It could be movies, TV shows, you know, just anything. Cool. What'd you want to become in high school? Like, how'd you sort of get into this? Well, when I was in high school, I had kind of a different path in high school. I always knew I was an artist, but like I would just hand draw. And I was, I was actually, I played sports. I played basketball and I played uh, beach volleyball or volleyball, so to speak. And I thought I was going to be an athlete. But I always knew I was kind of an artist like deep down because I like to draw and stuff. So when I moved out to California in the year 2000, I wanted to play beach volleyball. And that's what I thought I was going to do. But, you know, over time, I started realizing that there's no money in beach volleyball. You know, it's just like surfing. It's You can become a professional beach volleyball player, but, you know, there's like no money in that. So I realized that I had no future. So I started one day, I think I was like, and I was going to Golden West uh, Junior College at the time. And what I want to do is I want to go and I want to go to uh, junior college and then transfer to a four-year uh, four-year college, like Long Beach State. And I just realized quickly that school wasn't my like my forte. Like I was like, I'm not interested. I don't want to be in, in classes. I want to do my own thing. And I also saw that the beach volleyball thing wasn't working out. So I, at one point, I had to make a decision. I was like, what do I need to do? And I remember I was talking to my dad and he was like, everyone has this point in their life where they need to decide like, you know, that something needs to happen. So I realized that that was, that was happening to me right there. So I was like, okay, I need to, I'm going to drop out of college and I'm going to get a job as a web designer. And so that's what I did in like 2001 or 2002. But the web design the web design thing I realized wasn't really like a, I really wasn't that interested in web design. It was not like, it wasn't good enough for me. So at the same time, I happened to get my hands on a copy of animation software. Then I started using it and I was like, this is what I want to do actually right here. So I just started tinkering around with this animation program in like 2003. And I just quickly realized that that was what I wanted to do. 
And so I dropped everything else. I didn't do anything else except I woke up and I, and I used this animation software. And then I would go to sleep at three in the morning. I would wake up at 10 and I would use the animation software again. Like I couldn't get enough of it. I didn't even know what I was doing. This was like before YouTube. I literally had to teach myself the program inside and out just by learning, you know, like just looking at all the menus and just trying different things. So that was kind of leading up from high school to, you know, my profession, what I do right now. That was, that was a kind of a short, short story to me picking up 3D animation. Nice, nice. And you mentioned before you said you got lucky. What do you mean by that? I got lucky. What, when did I say that? I forgot. You said, hey, you got lucky like 17 years ago or something like that. Oh, okay. So 3D animation, I actually remember the moment that I got interested in, in 3D animation. And I remember going to see Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. And sorry, it was the first Lord of the Rings as well. But Gollum really wasn't a big part of the first one. It was, it was like the second and third one. The Two Towers and Return of the King, that was when Gollum really was like all over. And I was remember I was online and I saw a picture of Gollum. They were advertising th- this animation software. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that like this animation software made Gollum. And that was what was connecting in my in my brain. And so I just I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this, this this character looks amazing. So when I said I got lucky, it was there's a little bit of a, like a, of a evolution in 3D animation when Gollum came out. That was a big jump in like visual effects. But that's why I'm saying I got lucky because I kind of slid right in right around that time. That was when I, that was when I started was when Gollum came out and, and everyone considered him to be like the greatest looking CG character to date. What were some of the projects that you got on earlier in your career? I picked up a small job working for a guy. He he was actually a web designer, but I I was being brought in as a 3D artist. That was in 2005, and I was just still getting my feet wet. But he was paying me, you know, he was paying me like a small, a very very small salary. I mean, it was it was ridiculously low because I told him I was like I I just want to get my feet in feet in the foot in the door. I want to I want to develop some skills. So uh, that was for a web design company. And I was just creating 3D animations for like websites and stuff like that. So nothing, that wasn't really too big. What was the first like big project you got? Like, wow, you're like, obviously a lot of careers you work for peanuts, but then you're like, wow, I'm actually making this much or this is like something that's really going to move me forward. Well, I think I started getting uh, actually that company that I was working for, that guy, he actually got another company funded, fully funded by a venture capitalist. And I was brought in to be like the lead 3D artist. So I started at his smaller web company. And then he got that tech company, he got another tech company funded. And he hired me with a full salary as a 3D artist. But this was 2009 days. So, you know, that was a lot to me then, you know, that salary was was a lot of money to me back then. That was the biggest kind. I, I felt like I made it then, even though in retrospect, I'm, you know, that was still like the beginning. But but when that happened, I was like, oh man, I got a full salary. Do you mind sharing what the range was of the salary? It was fifty five thousand. Okay. I mean that's still decent. 
Yeah, yeah, it's still decent. Obviously, we all, everyone's goal is to just keep, you know, have that keep increasing. But at that time, I was like, I was like, wow, this is great. I, I was like, I'm, and I, and my rent was low and I was saving a lot of money. So it was, it was a good situation for me. Nice, nice. So what was the next big jump, right? Cause obviously you're here making a certain amount. Now, obviously you're looking back and what'd you do to get the next big jump? What happened was I, I was working with a guy who was a writer. We kind of saw that the, the company, it was a little bit doomed. Like it wasn't going well. And, you know, we were struggling. The tech was struggling. So we all kind of knew that things weren't going well. And I was like, I was like, I got to make sure like I'm covered because uh, the, it doesn't look like this company is going to keep going. And I was working with a guy who's a writer and he said, Hey, if, you know, when this is all over, I'm writing a script, you know, and I, I told him, I said that I wanted to make a feature animated film. And I said, Oh, well, that's great. Like, why don't we make that movie? You know? And he said, great. I have a friend who could probably put up the money to get that film made. And I was like, well, like, that's perfect. Like, let's do it. It worked out so well because, you know, unfortunately the company ended, they, they closed the company and I went from that into making this animated film. And, and it was my dream to make an animated film for since I started doing 3D animation for like almost 10 years. It was my dream to make an animated film. And now I had the opportunity to do it. So I was like, let's do it. So we got, we all got together. We met, everybody met and he was, and we were like, yeah, let's, let's go. But I was really nervous though, because I had never made an animated film before. And I was going to be the only one that was actually going to do it. But I knew I knew there was a way to do it. They were like, "Can one person make an animated film?" And I was like, "I, I don't know, but but we'll we'll find out." And I'm gonna try to do it. So I slowly started just just racking my brain, just trying to think, "How can I do it? How am I gonna be able to do it uh, by myself?" That's the story of of the next project was uh, was you know I met this guy and we all just came together and then we ended up making Captara. That was the very first animated film that was in 2010, I think was when it released. And it was my first movie. It, you know, the animation, it was, it was good, but every artist's like first masterpiece, you know? Yeah. So, so, so you actually got it done. Yeah. Yeah. We got it done. It took, I think it took a year and five months. I think that was how, how long we, we really rushed it at the end. And when I saw that we rushed it, I, I was like, man, we, we should have taken a longer time and really perfected it. But, you know, as a 3d animator, how do you get better? Cause obviously you do it for some time and even now you're probably still getting better. Like what's the process of you getting better? Well, the process of me getting better today is totally different than the process of me getting better when I first started. So today people, they are, have a way better chance of rapidly improving at what they do no matter what it is but being a 3d artist in particular you have to watch you know if you're in if you want to be a, a 3d animator you obviously watch movies because you know that's the only place that you can see animation is movies and tv show so you have to know what you what you want to get into you know like when you when you're looking at a movie there's some people who are like I love the animation of the characters. It's real fluid. So maybe you want to be an animator if that's what you like. And then there are other people like, I love the smoke and, and, and all these effects. Okay. Well, then you want to be a particle effects, you know, guy. So 
figure out whatever you are interested in and start kind of going in that direction. If, if you like animation and you want to animate characters, then it's real easy to go online. There's dozens and dozens of places to learn. All these online courses that you can take, there's YouTube tutorials. There's thousands of free YouTube tutorials on everywhere from beginner to advanced. You literally have everything at your fingertips if you want to become a 3D artist and just dive into it and learn. And in one year's time, you will have learned so much if you just stuck to it every day and just you know spent three to four hours a day teaching yourself on top of your job that you have right now. Or maybe you're just a kid in your mom's house or whatever. You can make huge amounts of progress in one year, more than you would think. So. You mentioned there's like particle effects. What are like the different types of animators? So particle effects, you said there's fluidity. What else is there? Yeah, there's surface. You can sculpt detail in hands and in the face. You can, you know, sculpt entire characters and then, and then you can texture the characters and then you can rig the characters, like put the bones in, in the body so that they can move. There are so many different types of, you know, of, of careers that are available in this field. But those are like the main ones that have to do with character animation. There's also, you can be compositors, you know, where you can lay down the images of the, of the smoke on top of the actors in a movie. So now you get into like other areas of visual effects. Nice. Nice. How has the industry sort of changed over time? Right. Cause animation technology has really changed. And I think even the most recent one, well, I'm not sure. I've seen a lot of people really appreciate the, the Spider-Man one, the animated one, that one, I assume really changed, right. Really advanced. Yeah. That was kind of a big deal. The, the style of it, was not something that has like we've really seen i mean they took it to another level with that that style and that was kind of a big deal they took a long time to develop that style that's just a testament to how much creativity there is today literally anything is possible like and 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 we have the tools to do it that's the thing with that new spider-man movie yeah, Enter the Spider-Verse, that's what it was. Yeah, that's... Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what kind of software would you sort of recommend someone who's trying to break into the industry, like to learn? If you're completely broke, I would do Blender because it's, it's free, it's open source. And, you know, that's something that you can just download, open up and play, uh, play with right away. And then I think the more advanced you get, I would recommend... You know, one of the more sophisticated ones like 3D, 3D Max or Maya, which and Maya is what I use. I prefer Maya. I think that that is the best animation software available today. I would work your way up to it. But a lot of people stick with Blender, actually. Um, Blender is a huge community right now. So that is definitely something that should interest, interest you if, if you are new to the game. Just go to the website, download it, and you can literally start with it today. Okay, cool. So what was the next big jump, would you say, in your career? So you made the first, right? The first is always something special. Now, what was the big second project? The big second one was my next animated film. I, I left that movie and I was like, 
okay, I, I got this now. I know how to make animated films. I have what I start calling the pipeline. I mean, pipeline is thrown around, you know, in every industry, but I would call it my pipeline that I, I developed. And so I went and I made a movie called Battle Oasis. And that was my movie. I wrote the script and I made that in a year and six months. And that was around 2013. And I think, yeah, I finished it around 2014 or 2015. And that movie, that was like my real masterpiece. Now that one looked so much better than my first movie. And I was really proud of it because I was just like, this is, this is, you know, the, the big next step in, in my kind of evolution with, with my, with my ability. It was showcasing what my ability had become. That movie today is on YouTube and it has about over 20 million views right now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So add 20 million in one because I gotta, I gotta watch it. Yeah. You gotta watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Based on what you're telling me, a lot of these projects, they take like a year and a half. So how does like sort of the money work, especially if it's your own film? How do you sort of manage that? This is something that a lot of people like, what do you do to sort of sustain yourself? Or is it sort of, hey, I made money from my last project. I have to know to sustain myself for X amount of time. How does that work? Yeah. So so I had saved up so much money from from the that first job that I had. Uh, and... So when I started Battle Oasis, I told myself, I'm going to use my savings to make this movie, which to this day, I don't know if it was a smart thing to do. Um, I, I feel like it was, but it was hard because I spent a year and a half and I didn't work. I had zero income. I literally took all the money I had saved up. And I spent it on bills, you know, rent, all those things to make that movie. And I kept telling myself, I was like, you know, it's going to be worth it. This movie, I'm going to, I'm going to sell this movie and I'm going to make that money back and make a whole bunch more movie, a whole bunch more money. And, and the sad thing is that didn't happen. That's part of the evolution of everyone's, you know, that was me being naive. You know what I mean? So as you get older, you become less naive. But the fact that I made it and it looked great and it has 20 million views, it, it really was worth it because I basically was able to show people, look, this is what I can do. I can do something unique. I can make an entire animated film on my own for basically nothing, as opposed to Hollywood movies costing $300 million. I can make it, you know, for, for nothing. Now, when you compare the two, when you compare my movie with a, a $300 million animated film that Hollywood makes, yeah, there's a difference. But how big of a difference is there? That That's up, you know, everyone can decide it for themselves. So. Okay, so you did the movie, right? Things didn't sort of go as expected. So did the 20 million views, was it a lot in the beginning or it's like over time? It was over time, yeah. I think it took a year. After a year of it being on YouTube, I think it was like four million i want to say after a year yeah it was a mil it was a million views after like two months and i got real i got real excited that it was like a million views but yeah it's been i think it's been six years since five or six years since that got uploaded in 20 million views in six years yeah i mean that's still that's a different club you know i've heard of oh uh, yeah i got a million i got you're you're in the 20 million club that's cool so 
what came next? So you you made this movie. Now, where was your headspace? Like, I made the movie. This is another big thing, another leap, another level of progression. What was your headspace? What did you want to do next? After that, I I needed a job because I was basically broke. I got invited to a guy's screening of his animated short, and I knew the I I knew of the guy who's an, a very well known animator, and I got invited to see this short of his. And so when I went there. I was in the crowd with the, the buddy that invited me. And after we watched the short, I'd like to meet him, you know, because he was a very well-known animator. And he said, yeah, sure, let's go meet him. And so I went and met him. And I actually, I actually carried a DVD of my movie. I had my movie with me on a DVD. And so I realized started to be my personality was I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a film guy, so I love watching movies, you know, and I love, you know, it's like everyone's seen the, you know, like the Michael J. Fox, you know, the secret to my success, you know, how he like orchestrated his success or whatever. So, you know, so here I am in, in my head, I'm thinking I'm going to, this is how I'm going to get, you know, myself, my name out there. So I had a DVD in my hand. And so I went and I met him and I gave him the DVD and I said, he said, what's this? And I said, this is a movie I made on my own, feature, uh, 80, 88 minute feature film. And he like couldn't believe it. He was like blown away. He was like, Oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah. So take, take a look at this. And then like a week later, he, he emailed me and he was like, you know, how much did it cost to make this movie? And I said, it didn't cost anything. It just cost my rent. That's how much it costs. I made the movie in my apartment. And he just got blown away again. And he was like, all right, well, I'm starting this, this movie project. I'm getting a movie funded here at my studio. Do you want to come and, and help me make it? And I said, yeah, sure. So he hired me to work at his animation studio. And I ended up making that feature film. That was the next big jump was making this film for him. And now, sadly, that one was a little bit of a different experience. It was, it was, a huge time crunch and we really struggled to make that. And actually it was with dogs. So it wasn't something that I could motion capture and motion capture is kind of like what allows me to, to make these films because I can get all that animation for free, but you can't mocap dogs. Maybe you can if you're James Cameron, but like a small cheap systems that I have, you can't mocap dogs. So, that one was still a good experience, but it, it just ended up, you know, it was nothing really big happened with that one. Okay, okay. What year was this? This was in 20, 2015 all the way to 2017. And actually within that time, I made an animated short. We, we got hired to make an animated short, a children's uh, pilot. And that one actually, that one looked great. That one was... We were very proud of that. That was, that was huge. That one didn't end up getting picked up or anything else. And it was under NDA. So I can't even, I can't even mention like what, what that was, but that got me even more attention was, was when we created that animated short. What are sort of the do's and don'ts that you learned about your industry? Cause obviously animation is one part being skilled, but then there are other parts of it that you have to understand and know. Because I'd love for the listeners to sort of avoid some of the mistakes you've made. I've really only had one main industry job. In 20 years, I've actually only worked at a 
major studio wants. So my experience in like in the industry industry, and I'm doing air quotes, I don't have a lot of experience with that because I only worked at this company for a year and it was a great company. I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot from, from working at this company. But so the, the do's and don'ts, I, I would say a don't is don't let anyone tell you like, quote, the way it is in the industry. Don't, I mean, or, or sorry, you can let someone tell you that, but don't let that stop you from knowing what you want to do or trying something different. Plenty of people told me, no, a single person cannot make an animated film. Like I had people tell me that. And so if I listened to them, I would have never made an animated film on my own. So, so that's, that's a don't is, is when you, when you have people telling you what isn't possible, don't do that. Don't, don't say, Oh, okay. Then I'm not going to do that. But there is some good advice. Like, you know, when you, when you apply for a visual effects job, you do need a solid demo reel. You have to take in all the information, listen to some things that people are saying because they, they might be right. Like, you know, yeah, when people hire you, they're probably, they're, you need a strong demo reel. That, that's the kind of thing that's like, okay, so that's, that's a good piece of knowledge right there. But the do's are definitely do what you love and strive to do it well and work really hard to do it well. That, that's, that's the biggest do for me. No, thank you for that wonderful advice. Now, does this industry really care about college degrees? How does this industry operate on that? I think some companies do. Like I've been on job search websites and companies like the big ones like Disney, Pixar, those a lot of times do say bachelor degree required. In what? I can't even remember now. You know, it, it's got to be something in, in visual effects or, or a comparable degree from an art institute, something like that. I'm not sure because every time I see that job posting, I just scroll, I keep scrolling. I'm like, oh, bachelor's degree. Okay. I, which, <laughs> so, so the big, big companies sometimes do, but 90% of the time, the, the rest don't require degrees. And, and that's for, that's for good reason because most people like me in the visual effects industry, I don't think have degrees. Everyone is just kind of a, you know, their own like rogue, you know, self educator, you know, that, that's, that's like most of this industry. So I did see that big companies now like Google and Apple. I saw some article that just came out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They're like, they're like, we're starting to like lift the degree restrictions. And it's just so funny because I'm sitting here like going like, man, 20 years, 20, you guys are 20 years late. You guys have missed out on so many genius applicants because they don't have a degree. You know what I mean? They basically made it harder for themselves because those applicants end up going to other companies and building up those companies that now are bigger competitors. I mean, I don't know, maybe. Not too many competing against Google, but you know, you, you know what I mean. But small parts, right? There are small other functions that these companies do well in. 
So what's a typical salary range for someone in your industry? Like, what is it? So obviously the 55 was amazing, but what can the ranges go from? Well, I think there's junior all the way to, you know, senior, obviously. And I think the junior level is like, I mean, that could be 20 grand, I think, for like a junior animator or uh, something like that. And is that full time? I think that is full time. Now I'm not a hundred percent. Everyone do your own research on, on sal, you know, go, go to the salary ranges, but I think it's around 20 to 30,000 for like a junior uh, entry level. But then it goes all the way up to supervisors making 150. Now these are visual effects supervisors that have been in the industry for like 10, 15 years that have worked their way up. I think that that's salary goes up to 150, something like that. That's pretty typical. Okay. Now it's 2017, right? You have the other thing. What what came next? I left this animation studio around 2017, 2018. Now I went back to freelancing on my own and that was rough because I felt like my ability was, was I felt like I had a, a great ability at this point, but I was not confident in my ability because I didn't know how I stacked up against other people in the industry. And that's, that's actually important for people, for new people coming into the industry is you, you kind of, the only way that you can gauge how good you are is if you, you know, if you see something else, if you see another piece of work, you know, so I was not confident because I didn't know how I stacked against all these people in the industry. So I was timid when I was going to get a job and I sent out my resume, but I really wasn't good at, maybe I wasn't making my resume right or my demo reel wasn't wasn't effective. I did freelance for like a year and a half and it didn't work out for me. I got a, a couple big jo- a couple jobs, but that was it. I mean small jobs and that paid the bills. But I did a lot of work on Upwork, Upwork.com. It was Elance before, now it's Upwork. And that's another good place to start off. If you think you're ready and you have a, a decent portfolio Go on Upwork, create a, a profile, upload your resume, upload a demo reel, and and start bidding on jobs. And start small, you know, like small animation jobs. And it might be tough though at first because people won't want to hire you if 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 you you know if you don't have any work, you know, if you don't have any work to start. So I was on I was doing Upwork for a while for about a year and a half, and then finally things just kind of just got so bad that I was like, all right. I got to reevaluate my resume and my demo reel. And I finally did it. I did it for real. I basically did what most people do is they, you know, get a resume on, online, you know, and, and basically just copy the structure. I was like, okay, I'm going to get 3D animation, you know, resume. And I'm just going to look at this. I didn't copy the information. I put my own information, but I looked at the structure and everything. And I was like, okay. So, and I put down, I made, three feature length animated films at that point, a couple animated short pilots. I was like, this is looking good. So I sent my resume out there and coincidentally, my girlfriend, she was, she just got back from grad school and she was sending her resume out at the, at the same time. And she kept telling me, she's like, no, you're good enough. You're good enough. Like just, you know, just go out just get out there and do it. And so I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And, and so finally when I did it, it took her like two or three months to get a call back. And within a week of me sending out my resume, I got a call. 
And they said, come in and, and we want to meet you or whatever. And so I went in and met him. And when I left, they said that they had a, they were interested in me and they had a project in like two, in like three weeks. And I said, well, okay, I think I can wait. So when I went back home, I got a second call the next day. And at this point, my girlfriend was like yelling. She's like, this is so messed up. Like it took me three months to get my one. And you got a call in like one week. And I was like, okay. And so the second call was uh, a visual effects company in Santa Monica. And they said, can you come in for an interview? And I said, I said, yeah, sure. When? And they said next like Friday or something. I think it was Monday. And they said, can you come in on Friday? And I said, yeah, I can come in Friday. And they said, okay, great. Thanks. And then something happened where they were like, oh, actually, he emailed me back and goes, actually, can you just come in tomorrow? And I, and I said, yeah, I can come in tomorrow. And he said, okay, come in tomorrow. So I went in there and this was the moment that I was kind of waiting for. I was like, this, this is my first industry job that I'm applying for. So this has been like 15 years now of, of being on my own. So the supervisor was sitting there and he was looking at my resume and he saw the one and he's like, it says here that you've made a, an 88 minute feature animated film. And I said, I said, yeah, I've, I've made three. He, he thought I, he just was reading one. And I said, yeah, I've made three. And his eyes went wide and, 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 in the anime, in the, in the visual effects industry, making one feature film on your own is, is, is he, like, that's insane. People think that's insane. At this point, he, I was basically like dazzling him. He was, he was just like, okay, wow. He's like, you used to work for this guy. He used to be my mentor. The guy that I used to work for, he was like his mentor. And, and he was just looking at my resume and he was like, well, this is, this is, and he was like, this is great. You know, like, can, like, can you start on Monday? And this was like Tuesday. And he said, can you start Monday? And I, or maybe he said, can you start Friday? And I said, yeah, sure. I can start Friday. And he's like, all right. Okay, great. And so that was how I got my first industry job was I waited so long and I built up my abilities so much that when I did get that job, it was like, I blew, like I blew them away. And so. And so everyone's going to have a different experience with this. If you try to get a job too early, you know, you're going to have lots of rejections because you don't have the experience. But if you wait so long that now you're like a master and then you try to get your industry job, you'll probably get the job, but you'll have missed out on like tons of industry experience, which, which was the case with me. I missed so much experience. So are you still at that right now? No, no, I left. So that leads me to the next big thing, which is the biggest of the big. Okay, so the story is that I went to AFM, which is American Film Market in Santa Monica. I went in 2018 or 2017. And I basically paid 2000 Was it 2000 or 1000 I can't remember how much the ticket was. For to, to attend, it was a it was like a thousand dollars to attend this uh, like three day conference or whatever, and I I remember going should I do this or not? And I was like okay just screw it I'll do it I put it on a credit card and I paid and so I was walking around the halls of AFM and I saw the guys at the asylum the asylum guys they're the guys that made Sharknado and all the all the mockbusters all the B movie mockbusters. And I was like, 
okay. And I remember I emailed those guys like a couple months earlier and I didn't get any response. I was introducing myself and I was like, I can make you an animated film for really cheap. And they didn't respond. And so I show up and some people, when I tell the story, like they're like, oh, so you basically like stalked them, you know? And I was like, well, there's a fine line between stalking and like, you know, trying to get ahead, right? I lingered around their booth or whatever. And when the guys were coming in and out, I stopped one of them and I said, oh, hey, and I recognized him. I said, I sent you an email like a couple months ago. And he was all, sorry, you know, I'm super busy. And I said, well, it was a, I make animated films. You know, I know you guys made a couple of animated films that didn't do well. I might be able to help out with that. And I showed him my phone and I said, here's my animated film. I was like, it's got like, you know, 5 million views on YouTube, whatever. And he was like, oh, wow, that looks, he's like, yeah, that looks great. He's like, yeah, let me, let me introduce you to this guy. That's the way it is in Hollywood. Everyone's always like, oh, hey, I got to introduce you to somebody. So, so he's like, he's like, here, I'm going to introduce you to somebody. So he brings me over and, I meet one of the producers and he's like, this is, this is Mike. He makes animated films. And, and, uh, and I remember the producer said, he goes, well, our animated films haven't done well. And, and the guy replies, he goes, well, that's because Mike didn't make them, you know? And so, and so I started laughing. I thought that was funny anyway. So he gave me his card and it was like a generic card for like the, the office number, you know? And he's like, okay, yeah, call me, you know, or email me, which I already did. So I was like, well, if I email you again, Anyway, so I emailed him a week later. I was like, "Hey, nice to meet you. I, I met you." And he and there and and uh, he didn't respond. And like a month later, he responded, and he was like, "How much? You know, how long would it take you to make this film?" And I said, "It would take me a year." He ghosted me. He didn't. He didn't reply. And I was like, "Okay, well, I guess he didn't like that answer because what I know now is the asylum movies are made in like under a month." When I told him a year, he was like. No, like that's too long. We make our movies in one month. So fast forward two years later, I got a, an email from the guy, the same guy, the same producer. And he said, hey, Mike, uh, just checking in. Are you still doing the animated films? And I said, oh, I was like, oh, wow. And, and here I am working at my job, you know, and, and he's like, are you still making animated films? And I said, yes, I am. You know, and he's like, well, we're looking to get back into the animated film space. And I said, great. I can do it for you. And he goes, do you want to come in? Do you want to, why don't you come and let's meet? And I said, great. So here I was a year and a half before that. I had like, you know, $900 in my bank account. I was in like $19,000 of debt from just like putting stuff on credit cards and, you know, nothing was going good for me to, I was working in an industry job, making good money. And now I'm getting a call from a movie studio. He invited me to go to the office and meet him and all his, his partners. And so I did that. I went a, like a month later and I met with him and all his partners in their office in this, in the studios. It was great. Like the synergy, like they loved hearing what I, what I was doing. And I, I was giving them all the right answers. And they were like, we want to do this. We want, want to make a film. And they said, can you make a film in three months? And I was like, three months to make a feature-length animated film. Now, mind you, the the last movies that I made were like a year and a half. And now they wanted one in three months. And I was like, it's already insane to make an animated film on your own. Now you want one in three months. I was like, I have to do this. You know, like, like, <laughs> like I cannot take this. And so 
even if I fail, I'm going to take this. If I get royally screwed, the whole meeting, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I can, you know, I can do it. And they're like, okay, great. And so I left and they were like, yeah, we want to move forward with this. And I said, okay, great. And so I left. And then they contacted me three or four months later and they said, okay, we're ready with the script. And here's the script. They sent over contracts. And here I was. As soon as I signed the contract, I was like, uh oh. I immediately got scared. I was like, now I'm like, now I'm on the hook, you know, like I need to make this movie in three months. And I was so, I was so nervous. I was like, how am I going to do this? This is insane. And I remember my girlfriend saying to me, she's like, she's like, don't worry. She's like, why are you worried? You'll figure it out. You always figure it out. And so I thought, I was like, yeah, okay, that's right. I do always figure it out. And that is actually going back to do's and don'ts earlier in the conversation. Always have the attitude of figuring stuff out, no matter what. If you have a problem, there is a solution to it. You just need to figure out what that is. And so that was the story with the big movie project for me uh, with the asylum. And I ended up getting the movie done in about three and a half months. I pushed them a little bit. I, I was like, it's just too tight. They were seeing it and they were like, we love it. Like, just don't rush. Like, let's just make sure we do it right. And it was, uh, I started August, I mean, uh, sorry, October 10th and I finished January 10th or January 15th. I can't remember just over three months or whatever. And then the movie came out and it's called Homeward. And it was a great testament to or culmination of, of everything I had built and worked towards for the, the, these first like 15 years or, or, or 17 years. It was my pipeline that I've been developing all this time on my own that I finally put it. It was the ultimate pipeline test, which is to get this animated film in three months. So obviously you had to work long days. How long were your days? I would wake up at 11 or 12 and I would go to bed at three. It was 13 hours a day, seven days a week. And then a few days uh, here and there, I took, I took off. Obviously, you can't, you know, you got to take some days off. But it was 13 hour days for three months straight that I worked on this film. And, you know, I was just ordering Postmates. I, I started getting Postmates delivered to my house because I realized it was wasting my time for me going out to get food. I was like, I can't do that because I need that like hour. That was very chaotic, the, the work hours. I struggled a few days. Uh, I got, you know, had a few panic attacks. Yeah, but you did it. I did it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what's in the future for you? You know, you've done some crazy things. You're three feature. You've done a movie in three and a half months. You did a lot of that. What's sort of the next step that you kind of see yourself going? I am working on a side project right now. And I've been working on that for a few years and that has been on the side. So it's taken me a lot longer just because it's been on my, my free time. But I have about an hour and 10 minutes animated of a feature film that is my own project, hoping to finish that up really soon and get that out on video on demand websites. And then right now, the film studio that I, that I was talking about, they want to do another animated film and and they're really close to finishing the script for that. So I'm probably going to be doing it again, not in three months. I told them, I was like, that's insane. You know, and they said, okay, yeah, that, okay. That was insane. 
And I said, let's make it, you know, five months. So I'm waiting on the script to be done for that film. And I'll be, I'll be starting on that soon. But in general, my, where my future is, is I, I want to make animated films for the rest of my life. And I want to put them up on video on demand sites for everyone to see and obviously make money. I want, you know, I want them to make money so I can keep doing it. And it's a, like a viable hobby. Looking back, did you ever expect your career to go like this? What did you expect when you first got in? I didn't even know to expect anything when I was starting out. I had no no barometer, no for anything. So when I first started doing it, I was just doing it because I was I, I liked doing it. I had no idea that I was going to be sitting here making feature animated films for studios. If someone told me that 20 years ago, I would have not believed them. If they said, you know, if you keep this up, if you keep up animating like this, you could make a feature-length film for his film studio. I would, I would just laugh even right now saying that. I'm like, yeah, right. Like, okay, I'm going to go and make an animated film. The important thing was that I was having fun doing it. And it was like so interesting to me. Sometimes what you end up loving to do you get fortunate enough to profit from it later on. You know, it's like you love talking to people. You know, when you were like in high school, you loved, you know, convert, you know, maybe you were at the lunchroom and you like loved conversations with people. So, so, so what you just end up love, you know, and you said, did you ever expect to be doing podcasts with people? It's like, no, I just love talking to people. And now I'm, now I'm actually doing it for like a living or whatever. It's, you end up, Finding what you love to do and then getting paid for it. Obviously, that's that old saying. You know, you you'll never work a day in your life if you, if you get paid to do what you love. So okay, cool. I mean, let's slowly start to wrap up. How would people get in contact with you? I don't have a, a public email. Social media, anything, YouTube. They could message me on LinkedIn. That's that's yeah. That's probably the best way. Um, I mean, like Michael Johnson, there's, there's probably a good, like 10,000 Michael Johnson. I'll, I'll put the link in the show <laughs> yeah, notes. Put the, put the link in there for me. They can send me a message on LinkedIn if they want. Yeah, so the YouTube video, are they on your channel or are they on other channels? That video, my film is got, um, licensed by some company in Australia that owns, I forgot. It used to be called classic movies channel, but they just changed it. Maybe maybe I could send you the link to that too, um, but that's not on my YouTube channel. That's on theirs. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so thank you for your time. It was great hearing your story, and I know a lot of people will benefit. Awesome, yeah. Thanks for having me here. Until the next film. Another great episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, this information was valuable and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. This show is sponsored by. You! No Degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show's worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and will go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree inc. If you want to personally reach out to me, connect or follow me on LinkedIn at Janaid Iqbal, spelled J O N A E D. Last name IQBAL. Until next time, no degree, no problem. No degree.com.
Yeah. So, you got no degree? No problem. No problem. Any problem, we can solve them. We got this. LinkedIn Somnia keeps us evolving. Growing and knowing. Wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. If you didn't know, now you know. Let's sing that again, everybody. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. Insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in a knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. Yeah.